What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. We're back with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show on this dreary Monday night. It's supposed to be warm out, but here it is, 52 degrees and rainy. Um, hope everyone's Monday weather is better than ours here. How you doing tonight there, T-Dog? Uh, you pretty much named it. It's, it's been a kind of depressing, dreary day, mm-hmm. last couple of days weather-wise, but that's uh, part of it, even though April showers are supposed to bring me flowers and haven't really seen a lot of Mayflowers yet. Uh, do you look for Mayflowers? What about moment I look around, see what's see going what's, on out there? See in the what's world? happening in other people's have gardens. a lot of weeds growing. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. You used to have a nice garden in your backyard, but then uh, for some reason, then I bought the house. Tanner just uh, decided to uh, not grow anything out there. You know, you, my uh, your good friend Josh likes his, himself some tomatoes. Well, my. You you buy them all. I'll plant them. Oh, how about we just get them off of one of our sponsors? Yeah, get better them off yet, Noble Gnome LLC. Yeah, that would be that would be better. I, I trust them more than I trust either one of us. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not big. Uh, we don't have green thumbs. No, we're not very good at things. To be honest, <laughs> we can talk sports. Yes, but got a good show on tap here. Uh, we have a, a Kentucky Derby winner that. Uh, Test positive for a performance enhancer. We have a failed professional athlete continuing to uh, try to be a professional athlete. We got some <laughs> baseball talk. We have a good uh, trivia question. I'm sure Tanner has uh, in the holster here. We got word association. We, we have merchandise. We got merchandise. Go check out uh, the teespring.com. Uh, is it slash Tan and J Man Show? The address uh, is click, really confusing. So just go to click our click on the link on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Yep. Tanner's wearing a bucket shirt. Get yourself a bucket shirt. You got to gotta go like this. People. You need to get yourself a bucket shirt, J-Man. Josh needs to get himself a bucket <laughs> shirt. Got a nice Tan and J-Man shirt logo on the back. Josh is also a cheapskate, but you aren't, so go buy some stuff. But, but our merch isn't expensive. It's not expensive at all. So, Got a birdie bogey? As I said, you have a birdie bogey question. I do have a birdie bogey question, and it is brought to you by Noble Nome LLC. Four MLB players, oh boy, active, have over two thousand career hits. Four of them. Name them. Nah, I can get at least two of them. I know you can at least get a par. Um, should you. be able to. I already got two, two in my head. I don't know about the other guys, yep. but uh, we'll see. Thought I'd at least give you a par this week. Yeah, keep, well, keep the competition close. It is. It's very close. Yeah. Right now, I'm only one stroke one back. One stroke. Yeah. Yep. 
neither of us are doing very well, but uh, here we you, are. Well, you knew the hot streak wasn't going to last too long. No. Birdie Bogey, as we said, brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Their membership has closed on their CSA Prime season membership. Um, it closed on May 2nd, but you could have gotten sweet corn, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, onions, potatoes, etc. with their new monthly payment option. Um, it's about 216 bucks a month, and you would have gotten it from July 8th through September 9th. So if you didn't do that, you guys uh, sorely missed out. But get your veggies anyway. I guess there's always next year, but you can, you can hit them up at the farmer's market. Kosciuszko County Farmers Market. The owner Bryce is a Cubs fan, so he uh, he knows the phrase. There's always next year. <laughs> you guys still use that phrase? No, haven't heard that. In I was years, say, five yeah, years. That's kind of pathetic. Yeah. If fans are still using that. <laughs> um, we're getting to a point though where the streak's been long enough where people are going to start <laughs> using it again. Yeah, no, I see. wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. What you want to start with tonight, there, Tim? Start with some baseball. Yeah, Cubs uh, had a real good week. Uh, you know, last week my book of prediction was that the Cubs would get swept by the Dodgers because they had to face Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer, yeah. Walker Bueller, um, and Cubs just went out there and swept them. Uh, they hit the ball real well, knocked Kershaw out after one inning, which is the shortest start of his career on Tuesday. Played a split doubleheader, so um, I think that helped them out quite a bit because you like your chances a lot better in a seven-inning game against the Dodgers than you do a nine-inning game, uh, which I'm still not a huge fan of the uh, seven-inning doubleheaders, but it's kind of growing on me a little bit um, as part of the new kind of rules they're still trying out. And I think that one will ultimately stick. Um, but, yeah, Cubs, uh, Cubs are hitting the ball pretty well. Uh, pitching staff's gotten a lot better. Kyle Hendricks had a phenomenal start on Tuesday against Kershaw, uh, then followed it up with a pretty bad start yesterday, although due to some pretty bad luck there. Yeah, you call it the most the unluckiest inning. It was insane. In the first inning, the Pirates scored four runs. Um, first hit of the ball game was hit, had an exit velocity about 89.7 miles per hour. Not bad. I mean, he hit it okay. Um, Adam Frazier did. Next single, 73.9 miles per hour. Cheap bloop single. Then he walked a guy. Then he had a 67-mile-an-hour ground out that scored a run. Then a fly out, 62-mile-an-hour. Then a single at 81.9-mile-an-hour, which um, I think made it second and third or Made, I don't know if his base is loaded or not. Uh, then it was single at 70.3 mile an hour exit velocity. Then another single at 54 mile an hour. Um, he just, it was just one of those games you're like, come on, what is going on? Balls were finding holes. Balls were blooping in there. Um, and he ultimately, his line doesn't look as good, nearly as good as the way he pitched, which I thought he pitched pretty well. Uh, but Cubs offense kept minute, especially late. Got down four runs, six to two, six to two there in the ninth. They scored three, and then Javi grounded out with the guy on second um, to end the ball game. But again, you can't complain about winning five out of six, especially a week after they lost lost five of seven. Um, they followed it up with a really good week, getting timely hitting offense. Believe it or not, after that first two weeks of the year where everyone's like, is this team the worst offense we've ever seen? Yeah. They've scored more runs than any team in baseball since April 17th. Um, problem is they're 
just hovering right around 500 since then because the pitching has been pretty bad. Um, starting pitching was pretty good this week. As I said, Hendricks had a good start. Zach Davies had a pretty good start. Um, Trevor Williams had a couple good starts. Adber Azale had a good start. So hopefully the pitching's starting to turn around a little bit. Uh, bullpen has struggled um, a little bit as well. The only guy I really trust out there at this point is Craig Kimbrell. Um, he's only given up one run this year, but he blew a save on Tuesday night uh, due to a home run by uh, Max Muncy. But as I said, Cubs ultimately won the game. Getting timely hitting. Chris Bryant has arguably been the best hitter. I would say he has been the best hitter in the National League this year. He's leading the National League in slugging percentage, and he's third in Major League Baseball. He's second in the National League in homers, uh, tied for fourth in Major League Baseball, and he's leading Major League Baseball in doubles. Um, he's a pretty dang good hitter, and uh, it's just huge that he's off to this huge start, and hopefully they're not going to waste him. My uncle yesterday was saying how he enjoys the Cubs so much more when Chris Bryant's hitting. Absolutely. Uh, he's a very likable guy, as is. Um, last year was brutal for him. He dealt with injuries in the shortened season, did not produce. The year before, he had a really good year in 2019. Um, but still, for some reason, people were just on his case. I think he set the expectation so high going out winning a Rookie of the Year in 2015, then winning MVP in 2016. He's dealt with some nagging injuries uh, that have kind of hurt his production, but it's huge that he uh, has gotten off to this huge start, and he's probably a top-two candidate for National League MVP at this point. I wish, wish he was playing on a better team. Um, but, again, huge if they're out of the race by the All-Star break or uh, the trade deadline. Could get quite a bit for Chris Bryant. I'm not advocating they trade him away because I – personally want him to uh, sign an extension, but I don't think that's feasible at this point because uh, ownership and the front office clearly want to go in a different direction, uh, but I think it'd be colossally stupid to give up on him. Uh, now is he going to get $300 million? Who the heck knows? Um, but having a great start to the year. Javi Baez has really turned his season around. He's uh, The strikeout rate's down. The walk rate's up a little bit. I think he doubled his walk total. I, I thought he was on pace for the most two. strikeouts in MLB history. If he he was. Um, on, on the pace. He, he was struggling to hit balls in the strike zone. Fastballs he usually crush. He was struggling, but that's kind of switched around. He's starting to hit the ball out of the ballpark. I think he's up to seven or eight homers now. Um, he had a huge one on Tuesday night against the Dodgers. They were down two in extra innings, and he hit a two-run homer to tie it. Uh, with two outs in, I think it was the bottom of the eighth, uh, which is still weird to say that's extra innings, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, he's, he's making more contact, uh, hitting the ball a lot harder, so hopefully that continues uh, throughout the season. Their outfield has just been miserable <laughs> this year. Jason Hayward. because they're missing Al Mora. Albert Almora, I'm going to go look up his <laughs> stats right now. I saw him the other day. He was hitting under 100. Not good. The dude's not a major league baseball player. He was kind of the uh, subject of and my Swarber ire for years. hitting like a buck ninety one. Schwarber's not hitting well. Uh, a guy listed all of the former Cubs outfielders, and like they're all hitting worse than like Jock Peterson is or Jake Marisnik, I think it was. Uh, Albert Almora is one for eighteen to start the year, hitting point oh five six. He's just bad, uh, flat out bad. But again, Cubs. Cubs outfield has been terrible. Jason Hayward has been awful. Uh, that's been one of the worst contracts um, the Cubs have ever signed. 
Love the guy to death, but it's clearly a contract that they should not have signed at the time. He's hitting 173. His bat's slow. He's striking out more than he ever has. Um, he's just been awful. Jock Peterson's hitting 206. He's kind of heating up a little bit. Uh, they need him to if they want to do any sort of damage throughout the year. Ian Happ's on the injured list after a nasty collision with Nico Horner um, last Sunday. Um, then their other one of their other outfielders, well, Happ, as I said, he's he was only hitting 167 when he uh, got hurt. Jake Marisnik was having a great start to the year. He's been arguably their second best hitter so far, and he blew out his hamstring yesterday. Not good. Uh, he strained his hamstring, which last year he had the exact same injury, and he missed 16 games. Uh, so that's not good at all. They're just banged up. As I said, Ian Happ on the injured list. You have Nico Horner, who has hit 389 in 44 plate appearances, as on the injured list. Now we have uh, Jake Marisnik, who I assume will go on the injured list. Haven't put him on there yet, but it's pretty good likelihood. Um, he goes on it. Um, they need to get healthy. Jake Arrieta is on the injured list as well, so they're just really banged up. Need to get healthy. It's kind of nice. They only have two games this week. Um, during the week, they play uh, the Indians for two. Uh, they have two off days, I should say, uh, which is nice because I think Nico, Andy, and Happ are both eligible to come off on Friday, and I assume both of them will because both of them probably could have played a little bit through their injuries. But this early in the year, you don't really want to take the risk. Um, but they just have to try to keep winning series. It's going to be tough this week because I know they face uh, Shane Bieber. I believe it's tomorrow night um, they're supposed to face uh, Bieber. Um, but then they get the Tigers for three, and hopefully that will be a nice uh, light series for them. But, again, baseball has been so unpredictable. We thought Cubs were going to get swept last week against the Dodgers, and they end up sweeping the Dodgers. So that is my Cubs report. Any uh – Book it related Cubs book it related prediction this week. Um, no, he's saving that in the holster for something else. Haven't thought about it to be honest. But, well, uh, you better get thinking yeah, about it. I'll uh, I'll figure something out. All right, um, saving the holster for something else. Yeah. It's more baseball news. The Dodgers are kind of in a free fall sure here. Are. They've lost uh, five series in a row. Trevor Bauer said he's ticked off. Um, he came here to win, and they're not winning. No. Which that's kind of a I think a I mean. I know he's part of the team, but he pitches once every five days. So he's clearly throwing his teammates. I, I think under the it's bus. an example of the guys reading the press clippings and hearing how good they are. Yep. How good they were last year, how they're even better this year, blah, 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 blah. They'll get it turned around. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um I mean they started off they were fourteen and four and now mm-hmm. they've uh they've only won four games over the past yeah. two. Should have got weeks. swept by the Reds last week. Uh definitely should have. Um, thank God they didn't because the Reds are the worst. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they'll get it turned around. I'm not – I mean, there's no reason for Dodger fans to worry. They're way too talented not to. But, I mean, they're sitting here only two and a half back of the uh, San Francisco Giants. I don't know if that's going to last at all. Um, White Sox are hot, 19-13. and 13. Um, You know how the Royals were winning that division <laughs> this time last week. They're three and a half games out and in third place. I don't even know if they won this past week at all. They woke up. Yeah, uh, Boston Red Sox continue to win. They're yeah, 22 and 13. Getting tighter up yeah. towards the top now. Uh, Yankees, as we thought, have yep. kind of turned it around. Now they're two games Back-to-back over walk-offs over the weekend. Giancarlo hit the game-winning single yesterday. and uh, Glaber Torres the day before. Yeah, um, so they'll be fine. But they have a tough series this week with mm-hmm. the Rays, he said. At the Rays and at the Orioles this week. And uh, Rays have just – I think they've only beat the Rays once this year. Rays have dominated them. They've dominated them the past couple of years, it feels yeah. like. Um, there was an interesting poll the other day on – one of the more popular 
Yankee podcasts on on Twitter. It was it said as of right now, who's the Yankees' biggest rival? Astros, Rays, Red Sox. Astros were by far first, Rays second, and Red Sox were distant third. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just I think I ripped on the Red Sox coming into the year because their pitching mm-hmm. uh, on paper looked awful. But here they are with the seventh best ERA in the American League. Bullpen's been really good, so maybe they're uh, surprising people. It seems like every time the Red Sox kind of come out of nowhere and people don't think they're going to be very good, they end up winning a World Series or and something like versa, that. vice versa, everybody picks them to be good, yeah. they stink. So, um, What are the other division races looking like? I know they're all pretty close. Of course, it's still early. But. Right. The American League East, uh, or National League East, I should say. I screwed that up last week, too. Uh, Mets are winning that, but they had some controversy. Um, Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil – uh, kind of got into it, and we saw on camera all these guys run into the dugout to break this thing up. After the game, Lindor gave the most BS excuse I've ever heard in my entire life, that he saw a New York City rat down in the uh, down in the hallway leading to their clubhouse, and Jeff McNeil said it was a raccoon. Um, and that's what they were arguing about. Um, clearly something different was going on. Um, they were clearly upset. At something, and uh, they had to be uh, had to break it up. You see them yesterday. They end up winning in eight innings, but they dropped that pop out that would have sealed the game in the infield. I did not see yeah, that. Just a routine pop up, and the guy dropped. The only reason I saw it is Frank Fleming of Barstool Sports is a huge uh-huh. Mets fan, and he hates the Mets even though he loves them. And his reaction because he was at the game yesterday was just classic. It was so J Man like. They're gonna lose now. This guy's gonna come up and hit a two run bomb, win the game. They end, they ended up winning uh, four He's to so two. So J man like when it comes to the um, Mets. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of uh, swing on a pendulum. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but Frank's that was the way with the Mets, the Nets, the Devils. It's not just the. That's rough for him. <laughs> yeah. At least he's not a Knicks fan, I guess. No, he's Nets. Um, but the uh, Mets had to put Jacob Degrom on the DL, which is yep. not good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of controversy there. Meet the when, Mets. When <laughs> isn't there controversy? Of any New York sports teams, there's always something Seems going like on. The one team that stays kind of out of it is the Giants. Yeah, Jets Even are always Plesko Burris, but. Besides that, it's the Jets are always in the news. I mean, even their that's, new quarterbacks in the news right that's now. That's clearly the favorite team in New York. You're right, or in New Jersey, <laughs> and, and, and they're the ones that aren't as good. Right, I feel Giants like Mets fans so are better. Jets fans, and Yankee fans are Giants fans. That's true. For the most part. It is true. And they, um, a lot of them, most of them like the Knicks. Well, now some like the Nets now. Most of them like the Rangers. Some might like the Islanders. The Knicks the Devils. always have some sort of They are finally going decent on. this year. So I ripped the Knicks more than about anybody in Indiana on these pod, on this podcast. So I will say I, I have eight crow this year because the Knicks are going to be a playoff team. Yeah, they're the fourth seed. Right yeah, now. I, I I make I fun we, of them a lot, calling them the most overrated franchise in sports with Dallas Cowboys a close number two. I would still say they are, yeah. just because they had one up. I think Tom Thibodeau can coach. Yes, he can. I mean, it's it's obvious. Well, I mean, Julius Randle's a ball player. Derrick yeah. Rose is playing well for them. They just have a lot of guys playing well Man, right now. It's about time. It's been since 2013, I think, since they were in the playoffs. Um, some other baseball news: Albert Pujols. Released uh, by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Will a team sign him? I think so. You think so? Yeah. He's not a bench guy anymore. He's he's a bench yeah. guy anymore, but he doesn't want to come he's off the so bench. He's so close to that. Some milestones, you know. It's like 
somebody like you. We were talking about Rockies. Mm-hmm. Pick them up, let them hit some bombs in altitude, and let them walk off in the sunset. Have the worst, second worst record in baseball, and the worst record in the National League. Let them see how many homers he can hit in the altitude. Let them sell some seats. They're trying to open it up. I think as of June first, their whole stadium. So he is thirty-three homers away from. 700 mm-hmm. he's not gonna get there no i can't imagine a scenario um he hasn't hit 30 plus homers in a season since 2016 um he's not an everyday guy anymore i saw a uh kind of thing i did not read it today but is that the worst contract in the history of sports the one he signed with the angels it's a bad one he signed i don't want to do math but i mean a lot of money um, for I'm gonna actually go look up his contract right now. He has made was it a three hundred million dollar contract? I want to say it was back in 2011. He, I remember I thought no. it was gonna be the Marlins. Ten year, two hundred forty million dollar contract. If he was putting up the kind of years he did with the Cardinals right now, and he was 29 years old or however old he was, uh, when he, he was our it. age. Was he? If he was 29. Yeah. Um, he, that's, that's wild. He was. Man, I wish I was worth that much money. He was 32 when he signed I wish I was worth a fraction of that. <laughs> if he put up. If he was 32 years old and just finished a season where he hit 299 with 37 homers, it would have been almost a $400 million contract. Uh, back then, 10 years, 240 mil was a lot. Um, is that the worst contract in the history of sports? It's up there. I, I can't think of too many right now off the top of my head. Since he signed with the Angels in 2012, he has hit 256. He has 222 homers. He has a 311 on base percentage, a 447 slugging percentage. That is an OPS 300 points less than what his OPS was in 11 years with the St. Louis Cardinals. And a team hasn't been very good. He has played. One postseason series in 10 years with the Angels, and he went two for 12 in that postseason series. It's one of the worst contracts in the history of sports. Back then, it was a no-brainer to give it to him, of course. The Marlins were going to, too. Um, I remember the Cubs were mentioned as a potential destination for him and Prince Fielder because that was the The same year. I forgot about Prince. Um, Cubs got the much better player in trade for Anthony Rizzo over that time frame. Anyway... um, not a good contract. There's reason to believe, though. I mean, he is he's 41 years old, but they say there's reason to believe he could be 46 or 47. <laughs> wow. Um, so you add five years to him being 30. He would have been 37 when he signed that huge deal, if that's correct. No one's ever. Wild. Uh, but there is reason to believe uh, that's the case. I am 12. <laughs> yeah. He was the most feared hitter in baseball he's in those machine, 11 man. years. Um, with the St. Louis Cardinals, a three-time MVP. What if the Cardinals make a run at him? I could see them. I can't imagine he'd be on their team because they're playing really good baseball right now. Um, I could see him sign like a one-day kind of deal and retiring if he wants I to I think retire. that will happen I th- ultimately no matter what. I think what. it will too. He, I mean, this is the final year of his deal. Um, but – He's just—he's obviously not producing anymore. I—I just—I want to look up his stats in his career against the Chicago Cubs. 185 games against them. He hit 297, and in those 185 games against them, he hit 57 home <laughs> runs. He had a 398 on base. Um, 
He killed him. And it would have been so much worse if he stayed in the National League. Yeah. He hit 344 against the Reds in his career with 47 career homers. He hit 62 career homers against the Astros. Of course, he played against them in the American League West. Uh, 42 homers against the Brewers. In the NL Central. In the NL Central. Both. He hit 360 against the Pittsburgh Pirates in his career with 50 homers. Took care of his uh, interdivisional rivals. Most feared hitter in baseball. People still talk about that home run he hit um, in Houston in the uh, National League Championship (laughs) Series where you could hear a pen drop. Yep. Um, Had a college roommate who was there. He talked about it often. All the time. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. I think that's all I got for baseball this week. I don't have a whole lot to add. You kind of went over all the divisions. so Feels like I've talked a bunch. You have, but it's good stuff. Sir. You were Fulton, the walking uh, baseball encyclopedia at Fulton County for a reason. If the Cubs... Fulton County, Indiana, not Georgia. Fulton County, Georgia, too. Okay. Um, I figured there was some Braves <laughs> fan down there that gave you a run for your money. If the Cubs lose two of three or get swept by the Detroit Tigers, um, it's going to be DEFCON 5 on Cubs Twitter. They're 10-24. and 24. Ten games out of the division already. Um, I can't imagine a scenario where they do. But um, hopefully they don't. Yep. It went the opposite way you thought last week. So, so they'll probably get swept <laughs> if, uh, if the trend continues. Yeah. But that is all I have, man. Yep. What do you, what do you want to talk about next? Um, or do you want to do a segment or what do you want to do? Let's do on this day. All right. Let's do it. Get my talking out of the way. Who won the British Open on this day in 1929? <laughs> uh 29? Uh, this oh. guy won four open titles. Ben Hogan? Walter Hagen. Ah, Walter Hagen. Um, lot of Preakness and Kentucky Derby. Um, 1946, the Red Sox won their 15th straight game, beating uh, the Yankees 5-4. to four. The only runs the Yanks uh, scored that day were a Joe DiMaggio Grand Slam. That's pretty good. He was in our on this day last week. Um... And who won the Stanley Cup on this day in 1970? 1970. Let's go with the Boston Bruins. You got no, it. I did. I pulled that one out of, <laughs> of a place. Bobby Orr scored his famous overtime uh, winner as Boston beats the St. Louis Blues 4-3 for a 4 nothing series. That's sweep. wild because the Blues are the first team that came to my mind. I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know if they were around then. Yeah. Wow. That was the Bruins' first title since 1941. They had a 29-year uh, drought. Who won the NBA championship on this day in 1973? Celtics. New York Knicks beat ah. the L.A. Lakers four games to one. Who won the Stanley Cup on this day in 73? Can't believe there was an NBA championship game <laughs> and, and a Stanley Cup, yeah. Cup final on the same day, and both were closed that day. 73. Well, 73. Trying to think. Older team. 73. No, don't tell me. Trying to make a poll here. Red Wings. Montreal Canadiens. Ah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they dominated the 70s. What am I thinking? In the 80s. Beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Who won the ABA championship on this day in 74? Pacers? New York Nets. (sighs) New York Nets? Yeah, beat Ah. beat the Utah Stars. Yeah, I'm not too caught up on my ABA trivia. That's something I need to study. Charlie Lee threw a no-hitter on the stand in 1981 for the Montreal Expos. We saw two of them 
this past week, starting with, uh, I think John Means was first for uh, the Baltimore Orioles. That was an impressive one. Yeah, he struck out 13, and it would have been a perfect game if not for the stupid drop third strike rule, which I think is a really dumb rule, to be honest. Yep. Um, And then Wade Miley for the Cincinnati Reds in his 85-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, they know hit the Cleveland Indians. It was did, impressive. Did Andrew not say anything about that in group me? Because if he did, I missed it. Oh, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. I must have missed it. It was like real early in the morning. Probably why I missed it. So, our friend Andrew's a huge Reds fan, which is why we hate the Reds. Pretty much. 1991 on this day, Oakland Athletics Jose Canseco is seen leaving singer Madonna's apartment. One of the Bash brothers. Madonna loved herself some athletes. She was, she was a she was a fan of Dennis Rodman. Um, she loved famous people. Yes. 1993, Bill Walton is inducted into uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Someday he'll be in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame too. I'm sure. He'll also be in the uh, be in the Marijuana Hall of Fame. Uh, he likes to very uh, true. Likes his marijuana. The n- Chicago comes in '97 turned a triple play. They turned one, I think it was last year. Um, I don't remember a triple play in between 97 and last year. I'm sure there was one. For the Cubs, I should oh, say. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the Cubs, sorry. There's been plenty since um, then. Uh, 2002, the Anaheim Angels, they were Anaheim at the time, killed the Chicago White Sox 19 nothing. They joined three other teams as the only teams to beat two opponents by 19 or more runs in the same season. Well, they went on to win the World Series that year. So Yes, they did. That was a good team. Mm-hmm. Who won the 2009 PGA Players Championship? Ooh, players in 09. This guy shot a bogey-free final round. I want to say that was Mickelson. Henrik Stenson. Swede. Is he a Swede? Mm-hmm. Um, beat Talks. Englishman Ian Poulter. The guy who strokes. has a lot of wins. I mean, he has a British Open. He has a Players Championship. But he hasn't won in quite a while. He's kind of fallen off. I used to play with him a bunch on the Tiger yeah. Woods games. Yeah, uh, he used was, to beat you a bunch. On the I was not, never, never have been very good at the golf video games. 2013. This has some. Uh, this has involves one of your teams, I should say. 2013. Joe Sackett. Yep. Sackett. Sackett. Is hired by his former team, the Colorado Avalanche, as executive vice president yep. of hockey operations. Still is. Still is. Uh, of course. Then he hired a friend and. Arguably the best NHL goaltender of all time, Patrick Wall, shortly after that. But Wall only lasted two, three seasons, I think, as coach. And then then they got uh, Bednar, who's their coach right now, and they're the best team in the league right now. Playoffs are going to start soon. So. Weren't they the best team in the NHL last year? No, they didn't have the oh. best record. But they were very talented. They lost to the Stars, is that correct? Yeah, Stars knocked them out last year. Stars made the cup. Um, but I... I have high expectations this year, so. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're going to be good for many, many years. They're very, very young. You've been saying that for a while. Yeah, they're, I mean, but it kind of scares me. It's kind of like Cubs. Yeah. You got this window. You better take advantage. You got to win as many as you possibly quick. can instead of just one. Yep. Who won the Players' Championship 2015? 2015, Ricky Fowler. Yes, I knew you'd get that one. Yeah. Who did he beat? He was in a three-way playoff with Sergio Garcia and Kevin Kistner, and then Sergio got eliminated. Oh, there's four guys, actually. It only says Kisner and Garcia by one stroke I there in the was playoff. Four, but I don't remember the other guy. But then, then Sergio got out quick, and then it's him and Kisner for two or three holes. 
2018, Rafael Nadal breaks John McEnroe's record for successive set wins on a single surface. you got to be kidding 49 me. 49 on carpet <laughs> with a 6-3, 6-4 win over Diego Schwartzman at the Madrid Open on clay. I can't name him more than three tennis players. Right now? Mm-hmm. We have... Uh, Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer are three I can name active. Male. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> Jason Eisner, Jason Eisner, I think's one. Is his first name Jason? I think I don't know. It sounds right. Eisner, I S N E R is his last name. Jason sounds right. I'm probably way off. John. I knew start with the J. Knew start with the J though. Um, that's gonna do it for on this day. And the on this day this week is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company by giving them a call today at 574 210 3815. And you, you mentioned Kentucky Derby or the Preakness and mm-hmm. everything. Kentucky Derby news yesterday. Yeah, they, uh, Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirits uh, tested positive. Roided up. A uh, performance-enhancing drug. And, of course, um, his jockey was suspended. And I think the owner said that his horse is a victim of cancel culture. That's what the trainer said. That's what the trainer Bob, said. Okay, Bob, uh uh, I just saw it. Uh, Source with a B. Baffert? Baffert. Bob Baffert. I mean, this is not the first time one of his horses has gotten in trouble like this. He's suspended now from Churchill Downs. Quit cheating. Um, it's, it's not cancel culture. It's going to ruin the sport like it did cycling. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, people were shocked that the Kentucky Derby winner could have possibly <laughs> tested positive for PEDs, yet the greatest cyclist of our lifetime did. You know what that horse, if Medina Spirit could talk, it would look at the camera and go, I did not do steroids, period. <laughs> I did not knowingly inject myself. Rafael Palmero. But, I mean, that's a huge scandal, obviously. Yeah. Huge scandal. It's yeah. great. It's, it's the biggest horse race there is. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts One during it. classy sporting yeah. events. What happens to the bets that bet on this horse? I don't think you can do anything for it now. I have the answer. Oh. I Googled it because okay. that was one of the things uh, that was just in my head all day long. Um, you were worried about the Triple Crown. I was not worried about the Triple <laughs> Crown. <laughs> Once a race has been declared official, a few minutes after it is over, the betting is final. Winners can collect their cash. Uh, the reason is because once the money starts getting handed over, it becomes just impossible to track. Um Derby bettors have long since folded up their cash, maybe spent it on a round of drinks. And who's going to be the Mint person? Mint on the house. Walking up to uh, somebody and asking, hey, can you give me 20 bucks back? Um, the statute of limitations Oh, I applies, know people who do that. Oh, I'm sure. To other kinds of sports wagering. Uh, this is from the New York Times. Uh, when Reggie Bush returned his 2005 Heisman Trophy five years later in the wake of a recruiting scandal, none of those who bet on him uh, to win it, had to return their profits, which that was five years later. Um, entire teams can be stripped of their moments, uh, but betters cannot. Didn't you, wasn't one of your bold predictions for 2021 that a horse would win the Triple Crown? Yeah, it was. So that's why That's why I thought you were thinking of the Triple Crown. I forgot until this moment. <laughs> so you better, you better hope out that uh, 
Everything comes out clean. Yeah. Um, in 1968, there was only the only other time a Derby winner was disqualified for drugs, r- drug reasons. The case dragged on for four years. Jeez. Um, Dancer's Image was the name of the horse. Uh, it had finished first, had illegal drugs in its system, and uh, that forward pass was the winner. So that must have been the one that. Forward pass. So I don't know if they're going to strip the horse. What would you name a horse if you had a horse, a racing horse? Hmm. I don't think I'm clever enough to come up with a good game. Enough. My favorite was Hoof Hearted. That was a good one. That's a good one. Hoof Hearted. Um, <laughs> man, I'm such a copycat when it comes to uh, these. I, I'm not clever enough. Mm. I wish I had one right off the top of the head, but I don't. No, that, I was testing you. Yeah. Of course, the trainer denied it, said he didn't drug his horse. Um, the he team looks did not like know. Honest, he looks like an honest guy. Yeah. The team did not know who might have done it. Somebody gone in sabotage. Um, the horse grabbed but, the needles itself and syringes and ejected itself. Yeah. Um, the theory, when Dancer's Image back in 1968 was drugged, it had been drugged by nefarious characters. This was the theory, anyway, who objected to his owner, Peter Fuller's support for civil rights. That was the theory they threw out there. Interesting. Um, Interesting uh, theory. Actually, this is not the last time or the other time a Derby winner was disqualified. Um, in 2019, maximum security. Do you remember this? He crossed the finish line first, but importantly, before the results were announced as official, was ruled to have interfered with several other horses. I vaguely remember yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because there was like a 22 minute delay after, and they had to sort everything out. But we'll have to keep our eye on this yes, story sir. going forward. Bunch of intrigue down there at Churchill Downs. <laughs> Horse racing. Gotta love it. Timothy Tebow is back in the news. Tim Tebow, man, the guy who just won't go away. Will not. Signed a one-year contract or one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars to play tight end. 33 years old, going to be 34 in August. This is the position people thought he should switch to. He might still be in the league um, without a break he, if he, he would have done it years he ago. He could have been in the league for a decade if yep. he just would have done it years ago, but he was too stubborn too arrogant to do it he failed as an nfl quarterback he failed as a major league baseball player he honestly wasn't that good as a commentator i'd say he failed opinion. as a minor league baseball player he never as a professional baseball yeah. player though he failed, failed mis- miserably i should say and now he's probably going to fail as a tight end let's be honest he's 33 years old i mean he's, he's never blocked anyone he's buddies with the head coach that's yeah. why he's getting uh, his chance um, it's going to be, I will say, it's going to be tough for Urban to cut him. Yeah. Because honestly, I mean, Urban was a really good football coach with Utah as well. He probably would have been just as good without Tebow. But man, Tebow made Urban's career early You're right. on. Um, of course, I think they won a title with Chris Leak, though. Yeah, Tebow made con- contributions as a freshman. Yes. But um, so yeah. obviously, Urban wasn't only because of Tim yeah. Tebow. Um, Tim helped a lot, though. Is Tim Tebow the worst, most, I don't know how to word this, the most, uh, the worst incredibly famous professional athlete ever? I got one worse. Anna Kornikova. She was hot. <laughs> yeah, that's why she was famous, <laughs> though, but she was terrible. Um, Male-wise, yeah. probably, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of some other super famous athletes, and a lot of them get famous for bad things. Correct. And why they're super famous, or they're dating someone super Correct. famous. 
Um, Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. But honestly, Humphreys was in the NBA for a I decade. I know, but you that's know? what you were saying. Yeah, Famous yeah, yeah, for yeah. dating, yeah. Yes. Um, Lamar Odom dated which well, one Lamar was, was it? A, uh, he he was all star, really good times, player. So yeah, he, he was, a good he was player. dating Chloe, who um, Tristan Thompson currently I was say is. Tristan's and he's a pretty good player yeah, as well. Yeah. Not bad anyway. Um, it's an interesting argument though. Yeah, can be made for Tebow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how long he stays on the roster. Yep, it will. Um, he's back in. The, I mean, I I just figured he would. Stop playing sports and kind of right off to the sunset. But no, here we are. Yeah, he uh, he hasn't. I mean, when's the last time you played professional baseball? Nineteen was it? Two thousand nineteen. And I mean, professional football was down twelve. Two thousand twelve. Um, yeah, two thousand nineteen. He in seventy seven games for the Syracuse uh, AAA affiliate. He got cut the by the Patriots and the Eagles. Uh, hit one sixty three. <laughs> That dude was the last touchdown he's thrown. It was in the divisional or the wild card round against the Steelers in overtime in Denver. Yeah, in 2012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He threw eight passes for the Jets in 2012. Yeah, most of them were trick plays, special um, team formations, things like that. Six for eight, 39 yards, zero touchdowns. Johnny Manziel is another one you could. I that that was another guy I was thinking of. Up. Um. Johnny was famous because of his partying yeah. days. Well, and, and, and he was an Heisman Trophy season high, at yeah. A&M. Um, you could argue that Tebow had a better one year than – he had a better – He had a better – He had a better season. He had a better one season than Johnny ever did. Yes, than Johnny ever did. Johnny Probably had a better NFL career. 40, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, Tebow did. Uh, but Tebow's obviously super famous. Like you – Talk to some like casual yeah. football fan, and they'll know, they know who, who Tim Tebow, Tebow is, is and mean, they probably might not know who Johnny Manziel I mean, is. Yeah, Tim Tebow is one of the greatest college football players of all time. Ever, yeah. Um, it's hard to argue that fact, and um, now he's going to try to be a tight end. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I can't wait to follow. <laughs> Just to another follow another interesting storyline NFL offseason. <coughs> I mean, it seems yeah. like the NFL every year has some interesting stories. Another one, Aaron Rodgers. I mean nothing. I don't think anything's going to happen if if it does till June. I agree. That's um, when the contract shifts a little bit, some money. I saw a report today that there's a very real chance he ends up in Denver. Yeah, there's a. It's look. I've been reading sixty forty stuff lately. Like he's got his heels dug in and just doesn't want to play in Green Bay. Um, we'll see though. We've seen we'll this. See, though. We've seen this happen. Yep. A bunch of times, and the player usually ends up back with his uh, yes. franchise. But we'll see. I mean, it's pretty bad there. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, and if I'm Denver, I try to. I mean, you get if he's available, you get one shot. You better not screw it up because yep. if you do, your division rival might get him. Yeah, Raiders. Then you're looking at oh, now we got to face Mahomes twice a year, Rogers twice a year, and Herbert twice a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need him. Like yeah, they yeah. they need him. They need to find a way to get it done. And I don't. And I would love to. I still want them to eventually find their future franchise guy. But if I can substitute that for Absolutely. five years of what I got a few years ago, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, what? I don't care if they're the landing spot for the old veteran quarterbacks. That's fine by me. It's. A, Aaron Rodgers is far different yes. than any other veteran quarterback you exactly. could possibly get. He's a legend, still playing at an incredibly high level, yep. just won an MVP this yep. past year. Yep. Um, you get him, you're 
instant Super Bowl contenders, contenders. overnight. Yep. Yep. Um, this episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. It's a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle. Focused on freshness and quality. The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend. Um, it features barbecues and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I went there on Saturday night and had a phenomenal tenderloin. What'd you get? I got the bacon three-way tenderloin. It has bacon on it. It has bacon jam on it. And then it has like a bacon-infused aioli, which is just to die for. What'd you wash it down with? I washed it down with a strawberry lemonade. Adult beverage. (laughs) With some vodka in it. Some vodka. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. They got karaoke back on Friday nights at 9 o'clock. Trivia's back on Wednesday nights. Hopefully it'll start uh, getting warmer where they can open up the garage door there to the bar. You can go sit outside, eat some tacos, and drink Mm -hmm. some brewskis. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing I want to hit on the NFL before I forget is the NFL schedule release is coming out Wednesday night. They always make a big deal about it at 8 o'clock. Peter Keene speculating that the opening game this year is either going to be Dallas at Tampa or Buffalo at Tampa. Interesting. I saw people throwing around maybe Miami at Tampa to open the year as well, but I hope not. That put the Dolphins' big spotlight yeah, right away. I hope not. Yeah. Too early for that. But it, uh, any, any just wild guess who the Dolphins will be opening up? Will they open up at home or the road? I don't even remember what division they Oh, they play the South. Um, obviously, because I said maybe Dolphins at Tampa. Um, I don't know. I think... They might open up with Buffalo. Yeah. In their division. Yeah. I think those would be the pride. Monday nighter? Yeah, maybe. Who Sunday knows? Nighter? I think Dolphins will get at least one Sunday. Um, coming off a 10-6 and six season, they're supposed to hopefully take a step forward. I think a majority of people will have the Bills 1 and the Dolphins 2 coming into the year um, in the division. Uh, maybe Monday nighter. I bet the Dolphins open with the Jets. Could be. I in New so. York. I hope so. That Brian Flores defense should confuse the crap out of Zach Wilson, so that'd be okay with me. I think the Broncos will open up on the road for only the second time since 2010. Not only are they due, uh, they did start on the road two years ago uh, Monday night at Oakland. It was Oakland still then. Um, But not only are they due, but the day before on September 11th, Colorado's hosting Texas A&M at Mile High. So I don't think they would schedule games back-to-back days. So I'm just throwing out a random opponent. I think they'll be at the Washington football team week one. Interesting. Play that is NFC, random. They play the NFC East. Last year they started with the Titans at home. I don't know. It's just a random one. I could, I'm probably way off, but that's my guess. Um, I was talking with you before we started recording. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL goes about this Aaron Rodgers situation. Do they give the Packers a lot of early primetime games? Then if it's Jordan Love, they might be like, ah, great, we gave them. So I kind of liked your theory. They'll give the Packers a decent amount of primetime games, but later on in the year where they can flex them. Flex them out, yeah, especially obviously the Sunday night. I don't think they can flex out Monday. Not yet, but there was uh, something they were were looking into, maybe making that a possibility, but that Mm -hmm. might be next year. Yeah. We do have 17 games now instead of 16. It is interesting starting in 2022, the Thursday night games are going to be exclusive with Amazon Prime. 
Yeah. So yep, a year earlier than expected. I think uh, that's kind of the way the world's kind of turning as far as sports, um, live professional sports. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of streaming stuff, but still the big big boys, CBS and Fox. Mm-hmm. I don't think those go completely streaming until they absolutely have to. Have to. Yep. But which yeah. will be really interesting um, when so it comes that day. An interesting baseball thing. Sorry to go off track here, but in the new collective bargaining agreement, which they're going to have to figure out here this off season, um, they might be able to start trading draft picks. I never had that. Didn't know they couldn't. To be nope, honest, could not. Uh, it'll be interesting, and there's a very good likelihood that that happens, which I think would be really interesting and create a different dynamic as far as trades, especially at the deadline. So that's an, kind of an interesting note. Factoid. This episode's also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Tanner's got the read over there. Wasn't ready for it. It's all right. I threw it. I got to put up throw the, it to you. Put up the banner over here real quick. But yes, this episode is brought to you by Circle 15 Golf, like J-Man just told you. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like J-Man and myself. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find these products and more details at circle15golf.com. They got divot repairs. They got ball markers. They have hats. Uh, They put out a sneak peek of some hats they're working on on their story, shared it on our, uh, oh no, on their Instagram. I shared it on our Tan and J-Man show story on Instagram late last week, some camo designed hats that are really cool looking so nice. look for those in the near future at circle 15 golf.com that gloves get me close to breaking 80 shot 81 nice Saturday, so we're so we're getting there we're getting close you're gonna shoot your career low this year i can feel it i'd be 73 or lower i it's been a long time coming you want to do word association here yeah um you kind of gave me this idea last week at least you said your dad gave you the idea but uh, i was thinking actually coming, doing um, but sports movies, All I right. have just a few here that I think you've seen. <laughs> um, but starting with Rocky. Adrian! No, Adrian! I thought that's my weight. Yeah. So. I was thinking that or running up the stairs. I'd like to see you run up the stairs. I'd love to run up those <laughs> stairs. <laughs> a League of Their Own. It's no crying in baseball. There you go, Tom Hanks. You know, I've never seen that whole movie. I don't know if I've, I've seen it from pieces. start to finish, no. finish either. Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. A lot of classic, a lot of quotes here. That's all. The first thing that's coming to my um, head: miracle. <clears throat> Do you believe in miracles? Yes. I've only seen that movie once. I think I've I own seen it. it I've only seen it once. All the way. It's a long one, though. Yeah, it's like three hours long. Yeah. Can't believe that was. I believe that was Al Michaels that called that. Yeah, well, it was uh, young Al Michaels. Man, he's called some cool sporting. Sure uh, Moneyball. Billy Bean. <laughs> Jonah Hill, I should say. Brad Pitt. Yeah, good movie. I haven't watched that more than two or three times. I love that movie. How no, can you not be favorites. romantic about baseball? It's one of my favorite quotes. Hoosiers. The scene where they measure uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the 10 feet mm-hmm. from the floor up. Classic. Caddyshack. <laughs> so many. Carl. I mean, oh, man, there's so many good ones. Carl's got so many good lines. We were listening to the radio today, and uh, the guy on the radio said, seems like everyone's met Bill Murray before. (laughs) We haven't met Bill Murray. Spalding's an underrated character in in Caddyshack. I'd love to meet Bill Murray. Judge Smale's grandson. Happy Gilmore. Shooter. 
shoot him a Gavin. <laughs> a lot of the lines I can't say uh-huh. out here, so I'll keep it family friendly. But another one of my favorites. Eight Men Out. Never seen it. You've never seen Eight Men Out? Crap. Nope. So that's that's why I'm saying never seen it. That's uh, the one about the Black Sox scandal. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, I've it's a good just one. never never seen it. Major League. Wild oh, thing. Mm. Charlie Shane. I I've seen that. One. I've seen Major League two more times than I have seen Major League one though. Really? I own Major League two. Huh. But I don't watch DVDs very often anymore. So <sighs> not many people even own DVDs. Uh, I'm sure they own them, but they don't. Could really be watch uh, worth something someday. Yeah, I'm keeping mine. I'll tell mm. you that much. Dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Dude, that was coming. Man, that's a. I remember watching that in the in the Indy, Indianapolis hotel room with my parents for the first time ever. My dad was crying. He was laughing so hard <laughs> when Gordon gets hit by the car twice. Uh, dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. I'm okay. <laughs> Next car takes him out. Sandlot. Oh man, you're killing me, Smalls. There's a lot of good ones. That's that's one of the best. I saw movies. on MLB the show. A guy created um, the Sandlot Ballpark. Yep. It's one of the ballparks on MLB The Show 21. It's awesome. And he recreated uh, Ham Porter's yep. uh, home run. It's a really good documentary on that, on the filming behind the scenes. Mm. MLB Network plays, but Hard to believe that was it's almost, got everybody except Benny the Jet because he's, uh, he's been in some trouble. He's been in some trouble. Hard to believe that's come out almost 30 years ago. Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I forget the guy's name, but the hey, Rosenbacher. Yeah, the um, who whoever plays him, uh, he, he plays Marv. He and, plays Marv and yeah. Dumb and, uh, or, and, Dan, and, and Daniel, Home Alone. Daniel Stern. Oh yeah, he's just his name. that guy's classic. Hot ice. <laughs> Heat up the ice cubes. Forgot my seat. <laughs> he gets locked in. The, yeah. Remember the Titans. Strong side, left side. Mm-hmm. That's my one. favorite movie. So it's one. one I have to watch every year around football time, but. Ryan Gosling is not a good safety. No. He was a liability in the <laughs> secondary. Your second favorite sports movie, Rudy. He was offsides. He was offsides. I knew that was coming. That is on this day this week. Uh, good list. I like yeah. that list. I'm glad you went th- that direction instead of like movie characters, sports movie I've, characters. I thought about doing movie characters, but I'm like, sometimes you probably wouldn't know. I wouldn't associate yeah. the character with movie. I'd, I'd have to tell you who the character was and... And the Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Akee, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. We have about five minutes left. Is there anything else you want to hit on? One more thing. I still have to do a book it, by the way. Yes. Your guy, Rory McIlroy, finally snapped his year and about a half winless streak on the PGA Tour. Got it done yesterday at Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow. Third time he's won that tournament. He made it interesting, though, in the final hole. <laughs> Tried to lose. I had already texted you in our friend group that he won because he was up two going into the final hole. He's hitting three wood. He's not hitting driver, you know. Hooks it. There's a creek left that goes from tee to green. He hooks it left of the creek. It bounces right towards the creek. His ball's actually in play but in the hazard. But such a bad lie, he goes ahead and takes the penalty stroke. Knocks on the green. Two putts for the one-stroke win. The one week we don't pick golf. Yep. It was cool to see the crowds. I mean, the crowds are coming back in golf. 
that's why I think we're seeing Rory play well all of a sudden. He even admitted he, he plays better when crowds the crowd. are there. He thought he would enjoy the peace and quiet without the crowds. Said it was absolute opposite. Interesting. PJ Championships in two weeks. Book it. Could be uh, Rory's time. We know what the book it will be that week. <laughs> but uh, cool to see Rory get a W. And uh, my guy Rick just can't make the cut. He was tied for fourth on Thursday with two holes left. Bogey, bogey. Absolutely terrible Friday. Missed the cut. He's in action again this week. He is got a got an exemption to play next week in the PGA Championship because he's like 122nd in the world. Man. Um, he is just, I don't I don't know. He's just not good. right As of right now, he's not a good golfer. Hmm. And I just can't figure it out. But one other note about this weekend's tournament. Bryson DeChambeau thought there was no way he was going to make the cut after his final round on Friday. Flew home. Flew home, yeah. Found out he made the cut. Had to fly back at like a 2 in the morning. <laughs> and then he played um, he was in contention. Played really he? well Saturday and got himself back in contention. So how how did he think he wasn't going to make the cut? At the time when he left, the cut line was projected. I don't know what he was, but it was projected three or four strokes. wasn't even too close. And guys struggled so bad in the afternoon when it got windy that guys <laughs> the stroke uh, the the cut kept moving back, 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 and he made it on the on the nose. <laughs> this will be the J Man's book of prediction of the week. You know how we said the Dodgers were in this bad stretch? Yes. I don't think they lose the game this week. They play nope. the, They're back at home, played the uh, Mariners for two, and then the Marlins for three. I think they win all five this week. Um, J-Man's Book Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. Life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219 219- Eight six nine four five six one. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. He can sell insurance in Ohio, and he has an app you can check out. Get and we thank him for being our uh, one of the sponsors of our podcast for many years now. All right, J-Man, Birdie Bogey. I was brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Four active MLB players have over 2,000 career hits. Name all four for a birdie, two for a par. Um... Albert Pujols. Yes. Miguel Cabrera. You got yourself a par. I have no clue who the other two was are. I was thinking maybe Starlin Castro, but there's no way. Nope. Um, 2,000. It's probably going to make me mad when I see it. I think so. Oh, man. I didn't do a very good job of thinking, <laughs> thinking this week. Who is still active that has over 2,000? Does Jose Altuve have 2,000 yet? No. I didn't think so. Shoot. Uh, one more. Uh, Robinson Cano. He is one of them. He is one of them. The other guy. Uh, I think 2,000. Who's been around for a long time? has 2,000 career hits. Man. Ten seconds. Uh, um, I've got nothing. Yadi Molina. <laughs> Good job, Jim. wasn't even thinking him. What a terrible baseball player he has, too. Thousand hits. Probably make the Hall of Fame someday. He definitely will. I'm gonna have to try to talk people into believing he's not a Hall of Famer because he's not. He'd be the worst offensive player ever. Well, wrap us up with that chipper mood you just ended Thanks this episode. Thanks for in. watching this Yadier Molina podcast. Clearly, 
Uh, the Tan and Cheap. I do have like Golden Red on. Man Show. Get yourself some merch. Book it merch. Especially. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday to talk some sports. See y'all later.